What's up, everyone? Welcome to a new episode of Beauty Digital Marketing, the show that tells you everything you need to know about business development and digital marketing. I'm Rita Sekali, founder of Boutique Digital Marketing, the digital marketing company, as well as business professor here in Southern California. Today, you guys, we are going to be talking about the four types of planning and how they help you grow your business. We are also going to be talking about making a lasting impression through digital marketing. And we have an amazing interview for you with Denise Lutfi, the founder of Busy Mama. Stay tuned. All right, you guys. So now we are going to talk about the four types of planning and how they help you grow your business. What if I tell you that experts say that only about 10 to 15% of teams they've ever encountered have had an effective business planning process? That's terrible. Like seriously, 10 to 15, that's it. Crazy percentage. So this statement, you guys, was actually said by the entrepreneur, business planner, and angel investor Tim Barry in his article, How Business Planning Leads to Better Management. And then Barry goes on to expand his statement by saying, good planning equals good management. And this, you guys, is absolutely true. In our previous articles, you guys, or in our previous uh, podcast and And many of the things we've done, many of the content we've created, we've mentioned the importance of planning to your business. In this particular podcast, we are going to delve into the importance of planning and what are the four types of planning that you should be aware of. So here's the thing, knowing these elements and knowing how to navigate them will help you manage and grow your business. So what is planning? Rita. You silly little goose. We all know what planning is. That, my friends, is true. I know you know what planning is. But when it comes to business managing and growing your business, there's a lot more to it than just setting a plan. So planning for our sake looks at the potential problems and opportunities that a business might face and strives to be ready to handle them if they are a problem and to take them on if they are opportunities. Planning in business, you guys, is highly linked to strategy, which is then linked to goals and objectives of the business. And it should be noted, as we kind of discussed this before in previous blogs on uh, previous blogs, previous podcasts on strategy, that goals and strategies are two completely different things, even though sometimes they are used interchangeably. They are not. So when we are talking about strategy, we are not talking about goals. They are different, okay? So, planning for business identifies the problem, provides a solution, and sets the steps that it would take to implement that solution along with answering the who's, the what, where, why, when, and how. All of our favorite WH questions, okay? So, as we began by saying, there are four types of planning, so let's talk about what these are. We've got strategic, tactical, operational, and contingency. So each one of these uh, different types of planning plays a role in the overall outcome of the plan. We're going to start with strategic planning. And strategic planning really, you guys, deals with the overall goal of the organization for a relatively short period of time. This is usually one to to five-year plan. Um, The strategic planning stage, really what it does, evaluates the overview of the business, It considers things like technology, it considers things like society, economics, uh, it looks at demographic and the likes, okay? So strategic planning focuses on creating the mission, vision, and values of the company. That's the main focus of a strategic plan. So these elements, once you have the mission, once you have the vision, once you have the value, these elements become the driving force behind any business decision that the business is to undertake. In other words, any strategic planning to follow will have to align with the mission, vision, and or values of uh, the business. Otherwise, it should not be implemented. So really, in other words, um, strategic planning focuses on the big picture. Next, we have tactical planning. 
And once there is an overall strategic plan for the company, and like we said, the big picture is established, the, technic- the tactical planning begins. And what is tactical plans? Well, tactical plans are typically shorter and narrower than strategic plans. They tackle specific objectives. And really, the way they do that is by implementing a step-by-step solution. How is this done? Well, I'm glad you're asking such marvelous questions. This is done by breaking down the strategy into smaller uh, pieces and assigning them to different personnels and resources to accomplish these tasks. So that, in short, is tactical planning. The next of the four is operational planning. And this is, um, you know, while you have tactical planning and it creates a step-by-step solution, operational planning will guide how these steps will operate. These plans set the policies and the standards by which these implementations will abide. They will also identify the methodology for accomplishing such tasks. What do we have here? What we have here in this sense is we have plans that are more focused and more narrow. And the overall objectives of these plans is to provide guidance for the implementation of tactical plans. Basically, they will tell you what is or isn't permissible within within your plan. And the last of the four types of planning is contingency planning, and these are the the in-the-case-of-emergency plans. Very important stuff. Very important stuff. So, contingency planning looks at the possible scenarios in the future and plans for them. You know, it may be an emergency, it may be something that will happen, but they have plans. Having such plans enhances the business's ability to adapt in case something were to happen. So, these could be events like natural disasters or unforeseen worldwide pandemics. Like, you know, like we said before in, uh, in our podcast, Eight Ways to Better Manage Your Small Business, adaptability is key, right? We've talked about adaptability in, uh, in another uh, podcast. And it is key, and it really, adaptability is made a lot easier with contingency plan. For example, businesses, you guys, that had such a plan and maybe had it, you know, how they will shift online in case of a natural disaster. Well, here's the thing. The natural disaster never really happened, like a tornado or something like that. But what did happen in 2020 is a pandemic. And it literally forced everyone online. So because some of these businesses had contingency plans that dealt with moving online, they were able to adapt and survive quicker than anyone else. And hopefully they were able to survive. Now the question, how does planning uh, help your business grow? So business owners are often busy bees. You know this, I know this. They're basically always running around trying to make sure that their business runs smoothly, it doesn't fall apart, everything is good and steady. Planning forces the business owners to take a moment to sit down, think, and identify potential risks and opportunities that businesses might face. Once the risks and opportunities have been identified, you will then be able to really just easily identify your strengths and your weaknesses uh, within your business and within that organizational structure. What else will happen is that you will then be able to identify in which areas you kind of are lacking and which areas you need to improve before taking on new ventures. Additionally, it helps businesses navigate through problems and uh, take on different opportunities. Planning saves time, you guys. Planning saves time, which could then later be allocated to different tasks. Now, here's the thing. When you're planning, you're like, oh, this is a waste of time. But it's not actually a waste of time. It's more of an investment in your future time so that you could use it wisely and so you could use it better. So you could allocate it to different tasks. Cool? Cool. So glad you agree with me. So if, uh, and, and, and in terms of like allocating to different tasks, 
the reason being why it's so important is that um, if you know what your company's objectives are and how to achieve them, then you'll be able to know where to focus your efforts and resources and which saves, you know, basically saves time because you know that this is where I need to focus. So, in short, your business will benefit tremendously from combining all these uh, four tactics, whether strategical, tactical, operational, and or contingency planning. If you combine all four of them, more power to you. If you guys enjoyed the, this podcast, of course, we're going to come up with another uh, another episode in a little bit. But if you enjoyed uh, this podcast, if you enjoyed going through these types of planning and benefits and how they benefit your company, please make sure to, um, uh, to follow us and to subscribe to our podcast and our show. You guys can find uh, me at, or you can find our, uh, the show at Boutique Digital Marketing uh, on Instagram or Facebook.com slash Boutique Digital Marketing, or you can give us a call at 909-333-5116. Also, Visit our website. Everything that you see on here or here on here is on boutiquedigitalmarketing.com. Up next, we have how to make a lasting impression through digital marketing and things that you need to know. So make sure you stay tuned. All right, you guys. So do you want people to purchase your product or your services? The answer is yes. Yes, you do. Or at least I hope. Well, if you do, which I hope that's the case, you need to create a message that would entice the customer to make that purchase. Now, I don't mean lie. You do not want to lie to make a sale. That's not cool. No, it's not. All right. But you rather showcase the greatness of your product. And that's how you entice the person to um, to buy from uh, from your company or your services, right? So this, you guys, is done solely through the power of effective communication. Here's the thing. Communication is a very powerful tool, and if used correctly, it could be very effective, particularly, you guys, in raising awareness, okay? And letting people know. But whatever it is that you're trying to communicate, effective communication could get it through. So what can you do with communication? Well, you can raise awareness to your products or services. You can educate your prospective clients on the functionality of your product. You can highlight the benefits of purchasing your product and or your services. You can also challenge the perception of the audience by presenting facts that the way you see them. You know, like all those times you've looked at a product and said, oh, I didn't know it did that. Well, that's education for you. That's communication for you. You communicated or the company communicated to you that, oh, you are able to also do this and this and that through this product or this service will provide this benefit and they may not have known. Maybe they thought ill of a product until they actually were shown a different message. So this is what a communication does, but how does communication actually work? It seems as though communication is something very intuitive because we often use it. Communication is how we interact with our entire world. But the messaging that we use to form the connection can make a world of a difference. Look at politicians. They are skilled with their words and they're able to communicate. And a lot of times we find, you know, different politicians that we may or may not agree with, but we look, we listen to their message and we're like, ah, well, this is beautifully worded, right? So communication needs to happen. And how does it work? We are going to focus on four steps of how actually communication or how communication actually works. The most important things that you need to understand is the message you wish to send. A lot of times we think we have a clear message, but it gets muffled within our ideas. We kind of trip over our own ideas without actually communicating clearly and effectively. So you have to make sure that the message is clear. Really as clear as one, two, three. In other words, you guys, 
you have to have a clear objective. Number two. So, translating these objectives into effective messages that meet the needs and the desires of the customer. That's what you want to do. That's step number two. That's how communication works. You got to translate the objectives into effective messages. Keywords, you guys, is a huge thing in digital marketing and rightly so. When you choose keywords to focus on SEO on or when we choose keywords that we focus on search engine optim our search engine optimization on, we do it in a way that would analyze the target audience and uh, it would look at what could this target audience be typing in the search engine if they are looking for something. Answers to these questions are the effective messaging that we should be looking to create, right? Knowing and understanding what these things are, who our audience is, what it is that we're trying to send, using the keywords they are using to make sure our messaging gets across. Number three is once the message has been received by the audience, it is perceived in a certain way. The question is, how will the audience interpret and respond to the messages you are trying to convey? Will they react the way you want them to? For them to react the way they, you want them to, the messaging has to be clear. So we have to fully understand that question. What type of reaction will this message receive? Number four is feedback. The way you target your audience, your target audience really responds to, responds to your messaging should tell you how you should adapt your messaging. Okay, so you may put out a message and not a lot of people read it. Well, that should tell you that you need to change something. All right. Next thing we should know about uh, when creating a lasting impression is the challenges that come within communication and maybe a little bit of how to fix them. So, as we've said earlier, communication seems fairly intuitive and really because we communicate all the time. However, when it comes to marketing, the rules of the game differ. And this, you guys, is a pitfall that I think many business owners fall into where they don't realize why their online ads are actually failing. Why isn't, you know, a lot of people ask, okay, why isn't my online advertisement working? Well, there's a lot of factors involved because the rules of the games of communication are not the same when I'm communicating with someone I'm very familiar with or my customer that walks in through the door. So... Having a clear idea of what are these challenges that you have to deal with when forming an effective communication plan will help you avoid these pitfalls. And here you guys are some of the things that we need to focus on or the challenges. Understanding the target audience, that's the challenge. Identifying the differences between direct and indirect communication. We have competition and lastly we have communication being a two-way stream. So let's focus our uh, effort or our energy on understanding the target audience. The first and most essential element of creating an effective communication plan is to truly understand your target audience. If you know the questions that your audience are asking, then you can provide them with the right answers. To do that effectively, you should focus on using the right words, the right images, um, the right videos, and really any other content, but you have to use it strategically. You have to use it with an overall plan in mind, and as we were talking about in the beginning of this episode, planning. Here's where planning comes into play. The more you work on understanding your audience, the better your messaging will be. Uh, so that's that's that. Next, we have the direct versus indirect messaging. And you guys, there are two forms of messaging through which we can reach the audience. The first is direct messaging, and that's when you speak to your audience directly. The second is indirect messaging, where your audience or your target audience receives the messages, but does not necessarily, um, but not necessarily through the product sales, right? It's not that one-on-one -on -one interaction or that direct interaction. It kind of goes 
uh, a little bit around. So for example, uh, a direct message could be the coupon you send to your customer via email. An indirect message could be uh, through a blog where your audience begins to formulate this opinion over your products and or your services. So understanding where and when to use these types of messages will help you tailor your efforts to meet your customers exactly where they should be in the sales funnel. And okay, so here are some examples of direct messages. So you got um, for direct messages, you got things like email ad campaigns, you've got targeted social media ads, flyers, coupons. These are all direct messages. And then you have some indirect messages like email newsletters, even though, you know, the coupon is being sent via email and the newsletter is being sent through email or via email. The newsletter is not a direct, you know, communication for them to make a sale. The newsletter is more like this is what we have and this is how we want to keep you up to date on everything that we're doing. Uh, there are things like we said earlier, like blogs. Um, indirect messaging can deal with search engine optimization when you have, you know, uh, brand ambassadors that speak well of you, like word of mouth and reviews. Reviews have tremendous impact on direct messaging as well. Our next category is competition. And the world is full of competitions. You know this, I know this, and this holds true for messaging as well. In today's digital world, everything is competing for attention of your target audience. The um, funny cat video, that's competing for your attention, your audience's attention. So you have to create content that will stand out from the competition and just stand out in general. Something that will grab someone's attention. So doing so is one of the biggest challenges. But some ideas you guys would actually be to create content that is beneficial, that actually helps people and they are not just a sales app. The next category, you guys, is it's a two-way stream. And the this is the last of the challenges that you will need to be aware of in terms of communication, at least for the sake of our podcast. And uh, like I said, uh, communication seems intuitive, like it's a one and a two. There's two sides to that conversation, but not always used when it comes to business communication. It's not always that intuitive. Think about it this way. Would you not, you know, would you ask someone a question, then walk away without waiting for the answer, processing it, reacting to it? Would you do that? No. Because if you're asking a question or if you're trying to communicate with someone and you walk away, that's not, com that's not effective communication. So it should be the same for marketing. You must keep in mind that the messages you are sending out to your customers are a part of what we hope to be an ongoing conversation. So as a business owner, you will need to be on the look, uh, on the lookout for how your customer is responding to um to your messages and how can you better communicate with them so this is done by monitoring views and responding to them by engaging uh, in conversations on forums um, and by surveys whatever it is that you decide to do you guys just make sure you are keeping your target audience engaged and in a two-way conversation so you guys, this is it for this segment of the show. Once again, if you have any questions or you want to connect with us or with me, it's at Boutique Digital Marketing for, um, for the show. And if you'd like to connect with me personally, it's at The Word with Rita on Instagram and on Facebook. If you want to have, ask any questions, you can do that at info at boutiquedigitalmarketing.com or visit our website at boutiquedigitalmarketing.com. Next, you guys, we have the amazing Denise Lukfi, who's going to be with us uh, to tell us all about her business, Busy Mama. Right, you guys, welcome back to the show. I'm really excited today. I have an amazing, amazing guest, and she is just so full of life. She's so wonderful, and it's just positive energy all around. And she is a, a certified health coach and also a certified applied functional medicine 
health coach as well. Uh, her name is Denise Lutfi, and I'm super excited that she's joining me uh, because she does a lot of things with women and women empowerment. And you guys know how I feel about empowering women, uh, which I hope to be one of them, I suppose. But hi, Denise. How you doing? <laughs> how you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. We are super excited to have you. Before we talk about your business, which is called Busy Healthy Mama, uh, let me, uh, let's start with talking a little bit about yourself. Who is Denise? Oh my goodness, a whole lot. <laughs> a whole lot. All right, so yeah. my name is Denise Lutfi. I'm born and raised in Lebanon, just like we talked about. I moved to the U.S. when I was 17 years old. I went to school to become a speech and language pathologist, and that is right now. I've, I've worked with children uh, for, I want to say, 16 years now. Now I do work part-time. Mm -hmm. um, children are my passion, especially children with special needs. And uh, because I transformed my health when my second when my second child was born, I decided to help others, and that's why I became a health coach and later an applied functional medicine health coach. I am married to my husband, and we've been married since 2004. Uh, he's also Lebanese. We have two children. My son, his, my son's name is Gio, and he's 14 years old. He just started high school, so so exciting about right? excited about that. And my daughter's in fourth grade, and um, I just, I, I love to inspire people. I love to talk. I love to actually be in stillness and be outside in nature. And I speak four languages, and I think this is it. All right, tell me, what's your four? What's the four? Spanish. Ah, okay, that's my two. That's my step. <laughs> that's my fourth, too. This my French is not as good. Like my French is not my Spanish is a lot better than my French. A lot. Yeah. Well actually I have to say that my Spanish has gotten way better because I practice it more. It, and you know, we live in California. California. Yeah. So you practice it. it more. When things when you don't practice the language or anything, when you don't practice something, you lose yeah, it. You, don't, you, lose you it. don't get good at it. So yeah. I used to I used to listen to the Bible in French for a while. That was how I kept it up. There used to be like this app where, um, it, because the Bible is like marked by page, right? So, right. Uh, or by numbers, so you could easily track. Okay, this sentence is here. So it kind of it kind of worked out in my favor, but I haven't done that in a while. So, tell me, what's the difference? How do you feel the difference was between having your first child and not transforming your life, and then having the second child and trans? What was the you know, with the motivation that got you to say, okay, I'm going to change my life. And then to say, this was so wonderful that I want to help women change. So I've always had health issues. I was not healthy. Even, you know, growing up in Lebanon, Lebanese food is healthy in general, but I just, just ate the same food, you know, all mm -hmm. the time. I had so many health issues growing up that, you know, when you're a child, when, when you are a teenager, you don't even think about that, right? So yeah. when I had my first child, same thing. Oh, okay. Headaches. Sinus. I have them every day. I take a Tylenol. So you just get carried away. Mm -hmm. But when my daughter was born, I was 33 years old and I, I used to have headaches. I used to get headaches every day. And I would, you know, take Tylenol and Advil every day. But then when my baby was little, they turned into migraines. And this is when I couldn't really take care of my child. She was a baby and I would take the micro medication and I would sleep. Like I couldn't really help my daughter. Right. So what happened is I just got sick of it. I went to the doctor. Every, everything looks good, Denise. You're good. There's nothing wrong here. Take another medication. This is not working. Take this one. So I was just like, you know what? Let me do the research. So I started researching and I started like, wait a minute. So I eat a whole lot of this. Maybe if I stop it. So I started by myself, right? Oh, okay. And then I like, I started eating healthier and then taking away the sugar and the, and the bread, no more pita bread. I know we're Lebanese, we all eat pita bread all the time. So I started getting better. The headaches were yeah. gone. Interesting. And you know, I have to tell you something. Whoever's listening, if you have a post-nasal drip, you know what I'm talking about. Every day waking up with a post-nasal drip, sore throat, I hated it. And I lived with it for mm. years. 
But then when I started eating healthy, it went away. And that of waking up without a sore throat was the blessing. I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. So anyway, I started- It's very interesting. Yeah, Yeah. so I started inspiring my coworkers. Because at the time I was working full-time at the school, I would take my smoothies and my salads and they saw the change on me. And they're like, wait a minute, what are you drinking? Wait a minute, what are you eating? Mm-hmm. So I started inspiring them. And I'm like, I told my husband, I was like, you know what? Why don't I study it so I help others? And he's like, roll for it, right? So I, I love the entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> I love it. So I did. And then I started, you know, helping those around me. And little by little, I started attracting a lot of mothers because, you know, like whether it's the dance moms or my kids, mm-hmm. you know, friends, moms and so forth. So but that was the tipping point is I couldn't really handle the the migraines and I couldn't handle the sickness anymore. So I just like. That's it's so interesting because a lot of us, I think, don't think about foods to begin with. Uh, personally, I try to be on the healthier side. I'm more most of my food is vegan food and most of the stuff is, you know, um, but it's kind of like I don't I don't eat meat to begin with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but most people, I think, don't think about the, um, the processed stuff that goes into the food or, you know, you know, we never really look at the labels to kind of find out what, what's in it. So it's very interesting. The fact that you're saying, okay, well, all this stuff is, is affecting your health. Oh, absolutely. Uh, You'll be surprised because we are, I don't know if we're conditioned. I mean, you look at the label, oh, natural, oh, organic. You don't look back. And mm. exactly, or how much sugar is, is in it, or or we think where's the convenience? Yeah, where's the sugar that? coming from, for example? Right, exactly. Or the convenience. You know what? I'm just gonna get this frozen food for the convenience of it, or let me pass by the drive-thru for the convenience of it. But we don't realize how much we are truly affecting our health mm-hmm. because we are not meant to live this way. You know, yeah. when when you know, like our ancestors ate from Earth. Yeah. So, you know, that's what we were intended to eat. To do. And a lot of things, too, like, you know, lifestyle things that you surround yourself with and also your stress levels, because we were not mm-hmm. also conditioned to be in stressful life all day, every day. We weren't, you know, so and nowadays everything is stress, 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 stress. And that adds to a lot of the illnesses and a lot of what's happening and thoughts and all that. What do you what do you do to de-stress? What do you recommend to de-stress? Oh, I love to step away, <laughs> um, go out in nature. I love to pray. I do deep breathing. I meditate. I journal. I have a lot of things that work for me. But but to be absolutely honest, is gratitude gratitude helps my stress and especially after recent events gratitude just went to the another level oh my the god recent events in lebanon yeah 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 i i, I, I absolutely agree yeah right i mean it took for, us to another level of gratitude for those who don't know or those who maybe not lebanese that are listening to right. us we just had a huge explosion it kind of seemed like it was an atomic bomb it was the third largest explosion in the world wiped up wiped out most of our capital and it's it's absolutely terrible and but even in that um there's room for gratitude i think absolutely absolutely and you know like for those listening if you don't know how to de-stress and like oh it's not just you know epsom salt baths and you know massages it's truly being grateful because an attitude of gratitude is it's just the most important thing that you can do for your life. 100%. I don't know if you saw my, I posted something on link on uh, Instagram a few days ago. Uh, if people are great, uh, like where does like gratitude rank in their life or so forth. And it's, it was interesting when people said like, no, you know, like, Oh, it's not that important. So it was oh very like, Oh my goodness. You know, but a lot of the majority said gratitude is very important. It is. Yeah. For and the, you know the others. What? I'm like, okay, oh, it's very interesting. And I was talking to my friend the other day and I was just saying like, it's not like I'm grateful for the water, I'm grateful for the air, I'm grateful for my husband, whatever. I sometimes remind myself, 
I'm grateful for the like, sometimes I'm, I'm even grateful for my kids giving me a hard time because you know what? When they're 18 or 19 and they go to college, I'm going to miss that. Yeah. You know, 100%. I don't like the mess. Like, why are you making a mess? I'm like, you know what? I'm grateful for the mess that they make because I'm going to miss that one day. So let me be grateful and live in the moment right now. 100%. When when the explosion happened, I, in my head, I kept on saying, I'm thankful. I don't know. I didn't understand why, but I kept on saying, I'm thankful this happened. Because I didn't understand what the mess is, but um, I knew I had to be grateful because God has worked, like God's hand is in the middle of this somehow, somewhere. Uh, and that got me through the first few days of the shock, because I think yeah. all of us went into shock for, yeah, for at least a week. Yeah. Um, so... Let's talk a little bit about your business. All right. Tell me, yes. tell me about Busy Healthy Mama. All right. So I, I, I founded Busy Healthy Mama when I finished my first certification and I started with the website and mostly what Busy Healthy Mama is all about is helping women regain their energy back and their life back. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of my clients who get their energy back, they're like, Denise, you got my life back. Because without energy, if you don't have energy, if you're tired all the time, you are lazy. You don't want to do anything. You don't want to mm -hmm. work on yourself. You don't want to even go outside or you don't want to even de-stress or take deep breaths. Yeah. So that's why it is really important for me to help. Um, most, most of my women are working women. Some of them are entrepreneurs and some of them are, they work nine to five or they work part time. And I help them regain their energy with um, food changes. So we change, mm -hmm. you know, we, and I am a big advocate of whole food. I'm not a big, like, it doesn't matter. Like you, you like, like whole grains, like, like whole grains, foods, meaning like foods within its condition, you know, fruits, vegetables, grain, okay. meat, poultry, fish, things okay. that are not processed. Mm -hmm. with, of course, occasional, you know, like having a cake and stuff like that. Like nothing yeah. is perfect, but I don't advocate like one specific diet because we're all different. So you may, mm -hmm. for example, thrive on veganism, your neighbor or your sister or your best friend may thrive on paleo you know, someone mm -hmm. else may thrive on something else. So it, that I don't concentrate on a diet, diet per yeah. se, but more of like, let's increase the whole food. Let's increase and things that are unprocessed. I, I do want to stress that you are, your business is not just a diet business, right? No. You're not a dietitian. No, so no, no, tell no. me a lot about the other aspects as well. Cause I don't want people to, to leave this conversation and think, okay, well, she's just a dietitian. Oh, no, yeah. you're way more than that. Absolutely. So tell our listeners, yeah. tell us about what's going so on. So with energy, like I said, we, we, we change the food. We also change your lifestyle because I'm just going to give you an example. The products that you use on the daily, whether it's makeup, shampoo, conditioner, soap, the, the, the detergents, all of those have chemicals and they affect your body. They get absorbed into your bloodstream mm -hmm. and they cre it creates inflammation and all sorts of havoc on your cells and on your organs and on your system. So we also, I also help my clients little by little. And that's, I'll tell you why a coach and not, I'm not rigid because mm -hmm. I'll tell you what the coach is. So we do lifestyle changes as well. Um, little by little, step by step. I'm a big advocate of one step at a time, one day mm -hmm. at a time. Nothing happens overnight. And also stress management, because like I explained mm -hmm. to you, stress is a big factor to, to everything, to our illness, to our, to our, diseases, everything that's happening. So I'm a coach. I don't tell you, okay, do this and do that. I work with you. Kind of like the football coach and mm -hmm. the baseball coach. They give you the strategies. They give you the game plan and they help you. They coach you to set you free. It's you tailored. Do your own thing. Yes. And it's, it's more tailored, like, of course. Yeah. It's like, const it's like a consultant, but for, you know, it's not in business. Yeah. 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 Yes. So yeah. Like, whereas we think of consultant, we're like, okay, a legal consultant or a digital marketing consultant in my case, or, you know, right. this so is more basically I coach you through. And for example, let's say I'm working with you, Lisa, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, you know what, Denise, I'm trying this. I'm trying that. It's not working. So we troubleshoot it. Like what is going okay. on? What, what's underneath that? Like, why are we not like, for example, because a lot of women that I've worked with, they sabotage themselves, meaning mm -hmm. that they may lose the weight because they come to me first for weight loss. They might come to me. They used to. Um, I, I used to be more of weight loss. And then they lose the weight. They they get their energy back and everything. And then they stop working with me and they go back to their old ways because their new, their new self 
is different. They're not used to it. They want to go back to the comfort. And then that's where a coach is really important mm-hmm. to guide you through those, to troubleshoot. And I'm also certified in functional medicine, which is the medicine of the why. Like, why do you not have energy? Why are you exhausted in the yeah. morning? Let's dig deeper. Let's find mm-hmm. out, you know, what's going on. So this is what it is. It's kind of like, it's not just, you know, okay, yeah, let's go. You eat, you know, five serving of vegetables and on yeah. your way. It's more of, let's troubleshoot an, what's going on. It's entire, it's an entire lifestyle change. Absolutely. Which is, it's actually really cool. Like the stuff that you are talking about, I can tell you very honestly that I've never thought about it. It never crossed my mind. And I'm someone, like I said, I try to be very healthy. I exercise. I'm very motivated. And, you know, um, yeah. but to, to tell you, like, I've never, I never thought it was like a category. Yeah. And okay. I think a lot of people haven't. That's true. I, I mean, I don't think about it this way. Yeah. It's been my work for a while. You know, yeah. Because sometimes like people who know what I do, they, they tell me, oh, you should be proud of me. I didn't, I counted calories. I'm like, well, if you know, you know me too well, you know that not all calories are created equal. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm a big also not on counting calories because calories from all, you cannot compare calories from Oreos to calories from kale and so forth. So yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, so I was going to talk to you in Arabic. I, <laughs> no, my way. life. When you're bilingual, you guys, it's just, you got, yeah. I know I, 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 I slip. So you throw, yeah. I'm talking to Lebanese. Exactly. I, lived, I would, wouldn't slip. No, 100%. I think even I, I noticed that even my accent changes. Like if I'm talking to a Lebanese person, my accent completely shifts to, uh, I have to like reel my back, word, reel myself back. The only word that we use all the time and we teach others is yalla. Yalla. I say bas a lot. I interject with bas because it's so similar to but that yeah. sometimes it just, especially in an Arabic conversation and in, in like a, with an Arab, it just goes in unnoticed, <laughs> unnoticed. My, one of my friends thought that... <laughs> My daughter's name is Avery, and I'm always telling her, Yalla Avery, because Yalla means let's go. For those yeah. who don't know, we're like, look, come on, hurry up. Hurry up. It goes anywhere in a sentence except after hi. That's yeah. uh, that's my rule of thumb. So I keep saying Yalla Avery, Yalla Yalla. So my friend thought <laughs> Yalla is her nickname. <laughs> like, oh, God. What's her nickname? And I'm like, what do you mean what's her nickname? Avery. Avery. And she's like, no, 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 the other one. And I was like, what do you mean? Are you talking about Yalla? <laughs> like, no. Oh, God. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. I love it. So what advice would you give busy moms? <sighs> to breathe. I tell them to breathe and to take it one day at a time. And if they feel that overwhelmed, they, they are overwhelmed, like they don't want they have so much to do. like there's so much information out there that i don't know where to start i don't know how to do it i don't know how to start eating healthy i don't know how to start changing the cleaning products that i use etc mm-hmm. etc et i say consult with somebody mm-hmm. it can be me it can be anybody else there's a lot of health coaches out there a lot of nutritionists but i definitely recommend working with someone who does more holistic or you know with the words functional medicine or holistic because it is different than dietitians because dietitians they do more of the diets where talk to someone get advice from someone because it is overwhelming to do it all on your own whether it's anything yeah. that you want to change so if people want to um if you know if they want to buy your service or you know purchase your services uh what would be included in the package well, I do two things. So on my website, busyhealthymama.com, but it's spelled with B-Z, not B-U-S-Y, mm-hmm. um, and mama, M-A-M-A. So th- I do have some DIY um, programs. So if they want to go through a detox or they want to mm-hmm. um, do a quick five-day split, I do have programs on there that are DIY. You can do it on your own, and they come with the recipes and the guides mm-hmm. and everything. However, working one-on-one with me is when we dive in with everything. I look at their life, what they eat, their stress levels, um, and it's more individualized, you know. Mm -hmm. So what comes with the package is minimum of three months. So it is the two sessions a month every other week. And everything that they need, you know, 
it's like I said, it's more individualized. So it depends on what that the person, person needs, whether it is change of food, whether it's change or they can come to me, you know what, my food is great, but my stress level is so high or, you know, my I need to change my the stuff around me, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the products that I use and stuff like that. So it, I tailor it more to their needs and mm-hmm. their um, busy lives. And so, and it also comes with, um, you know, them texting me. And that's, that's the beauty of the individual coaching is like, if they need something, they can reach me versus a DIY program you get it you go through it and you are definitely going to get results because i don't put anything out there that's not going to give people results Mm -hmm. hasn't been tried on women but um to dig deeper and to truly truly transform your health and the health of your family because when you change your family directly changes absolutely because you are a walking testimonial for what's happening and if they truly want to change and you know, dig deeper one-on-one is definitely the way to go because it's tailored to your needs, to your unique needs, mm-hmm. because you are different. You are not, um, sorry, I should have put my phone on, do not disturb. Uh, so you, you are unique. You know what I mean? Lisa? like you are different yeah. than me. Like you, your cells are different. Your genes are different. And, mm-hmm. and that's why, like you can go through a program. Great. You can get the results, but to truly transform and to truly sustain it mm-hmm. for a long yeah. long time one-on-one coaching is the way to go because it's just more personalized personalized <laughs> that's, that's the word um so your service area would you can do things online right i'm assuming oh, absolutely yeah. everything is virtual so, yeah i think a lot of our listeners are kind of separated in different areas so um if they want to reach you or find you how do they do that um, go on my website. I'm not sure if you're going to put it in the notes, but it's busyhealthymama.com and book a call with me. The first, it's complimentary because we both need to get to know each other during that call and see if we are a good fit. Mm-hmm. And I will not work with someone who is not a good fit. I can refer them to someone else or if they're not ready. But we do, because to work with a coach or to work with someone, you need to connect with that person. Because if you don't connect with that person, you're not going to work with them. You're not going to want to listen. You're not going to want to listen. Exactly. So that's why it's really important to book this complimentary call. I call it Clarity Convo with Denise. And I can also send you the link if you want to. And um, this is where I'll be able to tell if, you know, we are a good match. And because mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends, so if they if I don't vibe with them or if they don't vibe with me, I have a ton of resources. You know, go here, go there. You know, and then they sometimes some of them come back and they're like, you know what? I changed my mind. I want to work. I love it. (laughs) I love the I I love the authenticity and the transparency in your work. I really think that's that's a wonderful trait. And for those who are listening and they're starting their because I learned my lesson. I worked with people that I shouldn't have worked with, and it's it's hard. It's hard on you, and it's hard on them. And I and I think for businesses in general, don't take on things that you cannot. Like you don't know how to do, and you're kind of like. Because it hurts your branding to, you know, at the end of the day, it's better for me to say, I'm so sorry. I, you know, I can't take this project on, but I do have this person. They'd love to help you. Absolutely. And, and the person you're referring them to, they will eventually refer people back to you as well. So don't think that absolutely. Oh, oh, absolutely. I completely agree because you want to, you want to feel the connection. You want to want to work with them. And, and when you like someone and you feel comfortable working with them, you will do the things that they tell mm-hmm. you. You will implement them. You know, you don't feel like, oh, I don't want to ask her because she's just too crazy. I love it. Uh, so any final words or advice that you'd give our listeners today? Absolutely. Your health is your wealth. So if you haven't started now and your body hasn't given up on you yet, start. Today's the day. Don't wait until Monday because a lot of people say, I'm going to wait until Monday. I'll start eating healthy. I always tell them, I'm going to start today, meaning like, you know, tonight or, you know, but, and another thing I want to say that your symptoms are a gift. If you have a lot of symptoms, headaches, weight gain, lack of energy, those are gifts. Treat them as a gift that your body is telling you, 
wake up. Hey, yeah. I'm giving you the symptoms. I want you to change. Yeah. If I didn't listen, I wouldn't be here. I didn't listen to my symptoms. I, I love this. I really, uh, I'm telling you, like, these are not things that, that I've thought about before. These are not. So it's, uh, it's new to me. And I hope that our listeners also find this very intriguing so. I, because it's really interesting. I, I really think that like, this is, I'm genuinely giving you my full opinion on this interview. Um, I, I love it. And if they want to connect with you on social media, uh, or if they, you know, want to message you or so forth, where can they find you? How can they connect with you? Yeah, so on busy, um, sorry, on Instagram, busyhealthymama.coach. And I'll send you the spelling, of course, of Busy Healthy Mama. Can you spell it out for us also here yeah, so, so that B- for those who are listening? Yeah, B-Z-H-E-A-L-T-Y-M-A-M-A.coach. B-O-A-C-H. And the same thing on the website, busyhealthymama.com. I'm also on Facebook. I do have a Facebook group. Uh, mm-hmm. Same thing, Busy Healthy Mamas. I absolutely love it. Is there a phone number that they can use to contact you? It is on, um, it's mostly it's email, admin at busyhealthymama.com, but I do have my phone number. I mean, I can give on the website. if you want to. Or it's on the website. Yeah, but it's, but on, like, I would say the first step is go on the website, check me out, see if you like the like, person. Because yeah. <laughs> I do have pictures of, you know, who I am and about me and fun facts about me. Also my family, because I come with my, you know, they, they're part the of package, me. Just the package. Yeah. So get to know me, click on that, you know, book a call with you know, Clarity Convo with Denise. You have nothing to lose because even if you, even if we don't work together, at least you'll get one tip or two from me so a hundred percent i love it all right so that's it for today's episode thank you so much denise for being with us on uh boutique digital marketing for those of you who want to connect with me uh or you have any questions on digital marketing anything you heard in uh in the episode or you simply need digital marketing for your business you can reach me at info at boutique digital marketing uh, for the email, you can visit our website at boutiquedigitalmarketing.com. You can also give us a call at 909-333-5116. And uh, you can find us on Instagram and on Facebook at Boutique Digital Marketing. That's it for today. And I will be with you guys next week with a whole other fun information. Bye.